New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in to our New Vision podcast today. This is Dakota Logan, and I serve as our college pastor, and we are continuing in our series we've entitled Never Lost. It's our journey to Easter, and what we're going to see is throughout Scripture just how our God never loses. He's always victorious, and He can redeem even some of the messiest situations for His glory. And that's what we're going to see today in the story of Noah. We're going to read a couple sections from Genesis 6 and Genesis 8 and see how that ties into the people of Israel and all of their dysfunction. Um, I'm going to read from a passage in Isaiah 54, and then we're going to see how all this applies to us and ultimately points to what God has done for us in Christ through His death and resurrection. So hang with me. There's a lot of scripture that I'm going to go over. I have about 30 verses today that we're going to, I'm just going to read through it, and then we'll kind of break it down a little bit at the end and apply it to our lives. So here we go. I'm going to be reading from the NIV, and the first section of scripture is Genesis 6, 11 through 22. It says, Now the earth was corrupt in God's sight and was full of violence. God saw how corrupt the earth had become, for all the people on earth had corrupted their ways. So God said to Noah, I'm going to put an end to all people, for the earth is filled with violence because of them. I am surely going to destroy both them and the earth, so make yourself an ark of cypress wood. Make rooms in it and coat it with pitch inside and out. This is how you are to build it. The ark is to be 300 cubits long, 50 cubits wide, and 30 cubits high. Make a roof for it, leaving below the roof an opening one cubit high all around. Put a door in the side of the ark, and make lower, middle, and upper decks. I am going to bring flood waters on the earth to destroy all life under the heavens. Every creature that has the breath of life in it. Everything on earth will perish. But... I will establish my covenant with you, and you will enter the ark, you and your sons and your wife and your sons' wives with you. You are to bring into the ark two of all living creatures, male and female, to keep them alive with you. Two of every kind of bird, of every kind of animal, and every kind of creature that moves along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. You are to take every kind of food that is to be eaten and store it away as food for you and for them. Noah did everything just as God commanded him. Now the next section is Genesis chapter 8. We're continuing the narrative of Noah, but we're in Genesis 8, 13 through 22. It says, By the first day of the first month of Noah's 601st year, the water had dried up from the earth. Noah then removed the covering from the ark and saw that the surface of the ground was dry. By the 27th day of the second month, the earth was completely dry. Then God said to Noah, Come out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring out every kind of living creature that is with you, the birds, the animals, and all the creatures that move along the ground, so they can multiply on the earth and be fruitful and increase in number on it. So Noah came out 
together with his sons and his wife and his son's wives, all the animals and all the creatures that move along the ground and all the birds, everything that moves on land came out of the ark, one kind after another. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, and taking some of all the clean animals and clean birds, he sacrificed burnt offerings on it. The Lord smelled a pleasing aroma and said in his, in his heart, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood. And never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. As long as the earth endures, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. Now we're going to jump into Isaiah 54, 1-10, and we're going to see the prophet Isaiah tying the narrative of Noah to Israel's unfaithfulness, but God's faithfulness and His compassion. So here we go, Isaiah 54, 1-10. Sing, barren woman, you who never bore a child. Burst into song, shout for joy, you who were never in labor. Because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Do not be afraid. You will not be put to shame. Do not fear disgrace. You will not be humiliated. You will forget the shame of your youth and remember no more the reproach of your widowhood. For your maker is your husband. The Lord Almighty is his name. The Holy One of Israel is your Redeemer. He is called the God of all the earth. The Lord will call you back as if you were a wife deserted and distressed in spirit. A wife who married young, only to be rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I abandoned you, but with deep compassion I bring you back. In a surge of anger I hid my, my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting kindness I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. To me, this is like the days of Noah, when I swore that the waters of Noah would never again cover the earth. So now I have sworn not to be angry with you, never to rebuke you again. Though the mountains be shaken and the hills be removed, yet my unfailing love for you will not be shaken, nor my covenant of peace be removed, says the Lord who has compassion on you. So, here we go. I know that was a lot. So, how are we connecting this? What are the connections? What are the takeaways? So, here we go. Almost all of mankind in the days of Noah had failed to do what God called them to do. Okay, fast forward to Israel, God's chosen people. They had failed to do what God called them to do. So, so what happens? What, what happens when we as God's image bearers fail to do what God calls us to do? Well, there's, there's two sides of, of the coin, and you see them both in these passages. First, we see God's judgment and His wrath. You see that in the flood. And then you see that in the exile when, when God brings in other nations to take over Israel and basically take them into slavery. So we see God's judgment and his wrath on sin. But then you also see his love and his mercy 
and His grace. We see that in the family of Noah. God spared Noah and his family. And then we also see God's love and His mercy and His grace when God chooses to bring some of the Israelites back from the exile and He would eventually send them the Messiah. So even though God is holy and His judgment falls rightly on sin, right? I mean, this, this, you can't really get past judgment and God's wrath when you look at these passages, right? I mean, that's, that's, what, it's, that's what it's about. But even though He's holy and His judgment rightly falls on sin, praise God that He makes a way. And for us, praise God that He's made a way for us to be righteous. Because this is, what, this is what the Easter season is all about. This is what we should think about. His death and His resurrection is the ultimate picture of judgment and grace. So as we approach this Easter season, I, I hope like, you're reminded that even though we're just as guilty of sin as the people in the days of Noah, we're just as guilty of sin as the wayward Israelites, God has made a way for us. Jesus secured the victory for us. He took the wrath of God. He took the judgment of God so that we can experience the mercy and the grace of God when we trust in Him. So hopefully in this season leading up to Easter, you just take some time to to meditate on the reality that, man, God has made a way for us to be forgiven a way for us to be right in His sight so that we can have a relationship with Him and spend eternity with Him. And guys, that's good news. That should cause us to rejoice, and that should, ca- that should cause us to want to share it with somebody else. And so hopefully you're encouraged by this today. We hope this podcast continues to be a blessing to you guys. I hope you have a great day, and we'll be back tomorrow with another, another podcast to go along with our series, Never Lost. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.